Welcome to another episode of Miked Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 is going to be the year to rediscover the outdoors, and Mid America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, toy haulers, and the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work getaways, family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. Welcome into the show. We thank you guys for joining us today here in the call-in app. Um, You can also join us on May 7th if you fancy golf or honestly just drinking. um, If you're into that, (laughs) we are having a golf tournament here in Joplin, Missouri. I know we have a lot of national global listeners here but if you uh you are into it may 7th we're gonna have a little golf tournament here uh big country and i uh matt miller also gonna be there it's a good time and there's something for every golfer Uh, we have the guys that are super competitive that are really good that are going out there and trying to win some of these cash prizes that we have but it's like i don't even remember a couple hundred dollars goes to the winning team we're gonna have two flights out there Whole prizes, longest drive, closest to the pin. Uh, we'll have a football throw. Who can throw the football the furthest? We'll have best dressed prizes that go to each winner. Um, it's a three-man scramble. Hit us up on Twitter or Facebook if you have that. Some people do. I'll tell you, I hate Facebook. I hate using it. and It confuses me. I don't understand it. Hit me up on Twitter or Instagram or right here in the chat if you want to. I don't, I don't even care. Uh, for more details on that one. Again, it's going to be May 7th right here in Joplin, Missouri. Well, hidden gym right here in the middle of the country is Joplin Mo. I mean, it absolutely is. And I need to be honest about something. Every time you start the show, it was like, well, I work from home and your office could be in Yellowstone. I There's a part of me that always wants to immediately respond to it. Like, dude, I don't freaking have any idea. But here we are again, sitting in Joplin in the office, not uh, in Yellowstone. Because I had children with a woman that I didn't marry for forever. Everybody, like, I get that question all the time. Why do you live in Joplin? You can live anywhere. You can podcast, radio, do it all, anywhere you want. Because I have children here and I refuse to leave. Respect it. That's why my office is in Joplin, Missouri. (laughs) (laughs) There are much prettier places in the world. But also, I'm, I'm a pretty loyal guy. I've got roots here. Like, it's not just like, oh, my kids are here, like, my parents are here, my brothers are here, lifelong friends that are here. Club 609, Downtown Lube, Robert Kia. Yeah. Got all those here. Gunspot. Gunspot's kind of a, I could get them anywhere. But oh, the other for ones? sure. And like Mid-America RV, you can take it anywhere. I can take so. them anywhere. Yeah, they're not a problem. Yeah. That's why I'm here. That's why you guys should be here too. Usually for our golf tournament, we do a night before at Club 609. We tell, we tell ourselves within like, a little peek behind the curtain, we tell ourselves, hey, not going to go too hard the night before because we've got to get up early. We are 0 for 2 on following those rules. Yeah. It's, Which last means it's year a was, great time. Last year was rough. Last year we had our, our friend Paige in from California. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to show her a good time in, in Joplin Mo. We did. <laughs> we did. And then we paid for it the next day. Um, we have a lot to get into today. I think we're done talking about Tyreek Hill. The news did become official last night, like uh, pretty soon after we finished the podcast. Uh, it was the Miami Dolphins. He goes for a first-round pick, a second-round pick, fourth-round pick, and then 
four and six next year, right? I believe so. That was uh, in, I think I have that correct. This is it sucks to see Tyreek Hill go. It's part of it. I've had to accept it yesterday through the show. So I appreciate you guys listening to that live here in the calling app. And if you listen to the show afterwards, well, you got to experience what it was like for me that morning. Yeah, it was. Um, a lot of people you just feel what are you singing over yesterday? there. Just sad songs to help you get through the day. Oh, I was just like, does this guy realize it I'm was, so? Uh, <laughs> does he <laughs> does know he's even, singing out loud? Does he I know. know. <laughs> because I tell you, sometimes he's not on mute. <laughs> sometimes I don't. Sometimes people will have to tell me like, "What are you singing? What are you humming?" And I'm like, "Oh, I didn't know I was doing anything out loud." I used to be a nuisance in the classroom as a teacher. <laughs> I'm over there singing, I just, working out a mock draft, and other kids are like taking a test. And I'm like, Mr. Miller, like, hey, I can hear you. And I'm like, shut up. I'm trying to figure out who the Jets are taking. <laughs> you little shit, you're, gonna not, you're not going to pass this test anyway. <laughs> Don't you know I have important stuff to work on? No talking during the test. You shut um, your mouth when I'm working at my second job at my first job. <laughs> yeah. yeah, these picks ain't going to make themselves, okay? You take your test over there, Johnny. Uh, but we do have uh, March Madness starts back up today. Yep. I've had a, a little bit of March Madness withdrawal even, so I'm very excited about it. Uh, two of my favorite teams play tonight. Uh, we have Arkansas versus Gonzaga. I do. I love Gonzaga. The, they're going to tip off around 6 o'clock Central Time. Then we have Michigan versus Villanova, 6.30. Texas Tech versus Duke at 8.30. And then Houston at Arizona at 9 o'clock. What is, what's crazy is three out of these four teams I have rooted for at one point in my life. Like Gonzaga, I still I like them now. We've talked about it a million times. Mm-hmm. They went from being the sweetheart Cinderella story that everyone loved to now they're a powerhouse. So I feel like a lot of people like Gonzaga. I've been a Duke fan my entire life. Uh, back to the Christian Leitner, Grant Hill days. I'll age myself a little bit. I was like five, though. Like, I knew who Christian Leitner was. And I'm like, oh, yeah. When this you were is awesome, five, dude. you did? Yeah. Oh, wow. I-, I had three older brothers and some uncles that were super into sports. So I was immersed very quickly into sports and knew a lot of it. Uh, I can remember one of my brother's friends um, talking about the Heisman Trophy when I was like eight or nine. And he thought this player would win, and um, it was Peyton Manning. He was like, oh, Peyton Manning's going to win the Heisman. I said, no, it's, it's going to be Charles Woodson, like blah, blah, blah. And he's like, who the fuck is this kid? I'm like, hi, it's me. Hello. I like football. <laughs> um, so I early, early on in sports. I've never had any other hobbies outside of sports. So you were the cool little kid all around that knew all about sports and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I can remember like, my, uh, this cool. my first grade teacher, when I, I went on to second grade, they were doing like a – I don't really remember because I was in second grade. They were doing some kind of lesson over basketball. And she's like, hey, I need you to come in my classroom and name as many basketball players as you can. I was like, as many basketball players as I can? Because, like, I got the whole NBA (laughs) if you want me to start there. And she's like, maybe just, like, a couple of the popular ones. So I've always been involved in sports. I don't remember when I first got involved because I think my older brother, Matt, just forced it on me and would just make fun of me like you don't know who joe montana is and then probably hit me i was abused as a child as dude a- comes home and it's like let's play catch mellow Bam, football to the face but with duke that was um when i was a child i thought duke had always been good i didn't know it was like a recent thing in the early 90s but i i knew who grant hill was and i knew that his dad was a football player and i thought that was amazing 
that's how I became a Duke fan. And then Arizona, as a kid, they were really good in like 97, 98. I remember they played Kentucky, and I got off so many jokes about, who are you going for? The Wildcats, because they were both the Wildcats. <laughs> but I, I was a big Arizona fan. Shout out to Tyler Warden in the chat. I know he's an Arizona fan as well. Huh. I didn't know you were an Arizona fan. I just started a, just to as be- one of those, like, as a kid, I think it's okay to have more than one. Oh, absolutely. You're trying to figure it all out. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get it. So, like, that year, there's a couple years there uh, with Lou Olson as a head coach where I thought they were amazing. And a guy named Miles Simon, who I thought was going to be the next Michael Jordan, um, he never did anything in the league. But very excited for these games tonight. Uh, I am back into March Madness. I'm back into college basketball. Uh, picking some of these games and what we have here, uh, it's tough. Arkansas versus Gonzaga, the first game. I believe you have this picked as an upset. I do. I actually have Arkansas getting the dub here and upsetting Gonzaga. The reason was because when I was building the bracket and I got to this point, I was like, man, Arkansas has won every big game they've been in. You've probably heard me say on this podcast several times, you've been listening to the radio show as well, you've heard me say it there too. It's one of those situations where now I'm looking at it and going, Gonzaga's going to be very hard to stop. This is yeah. going to be a very good game, and I'm excited to watch it. I'm glad March Madness is finally back tonight because I can tell you right now, it was about another day away from it turning into 1883 where it's like, <laughs> I'm done. I've moved past it. I, yeah, I have I, taken you out of my schedule. I get, like, why. And the NCAA will tell you that these guys are still students and they have to go to class. Whatever. Bullshit. <laughs> it, that is a long gap from Sunday to Thursday. Yeah. Without March Madness games. It almost needs to be like a Wednesday for Thursday thing instead you know, of a I Thursday Friday. You know, I do completely forget that these guys are like the student aspect right? of it. Drew Timmy had to go to class yesterday morning. Like he's probably exempt from today or maybe yesterday was a travel. But you know, you get it. Like on Tuesday, homie is sitting in class trying to learn, taking notes. There ain't no way I'm going to class in that situation. Chet Holmgren probably not in the same story. He knows he's out. He knows he's gone after this yeah. year. You He's doing enough to stay eligible this semester, and then he gone. <laughs> but I am excited to watch um, Arkansas. They are a team that um, I think people don't realize we're sneaky close to. The University of Arkansas, about an hour away from us. We are all the way down here in it, in Missouri. They are way at the top of Arkansas. So they're pretty close. They are. I would say they're a local team, like a regional team for us. I like their storyline. I've liked watching them this year. You're running into a bit of a juggernaut, though. Yeah, with Drew Timmy going off the way that he has, I think Chet Holmgren probably plays better than the way that he did last game. He was still solid, uh, but I think he plays better. Um, Nimhard, the the guard, I think that's how you say his name, he was lights out last game. And if you get those three guys going, I I don't think they're beatable. I, I don't know that there are many teams in the NCAA that can't beat them. And we'll see what happens with Drew Timmy. Um, see if he has to give another halftime speech. They're favored by nine and a half. I'm going to take Arkansas to cover the nine and a half uh, just because Arkansas, I think, is good enough with Gonzaga. They've been having to turn it on in the second half. Like, oh, okay, this game's too close. Let's turn it on and win by 10. Yeah. Let's turn it on and win by 20. I think they're getting to the point where that's going to be more difficult for Gonzaga. So I think Arkansas can play this one close, but I will take the Bulldogs to win. Yep, and I like I said, I already took Arkansas. The next big game tonight is going to be Michigan versus Villanova. Can't believe Michigan made it this far. I'm gonna be honest. This is you know you mentioned three teams that used to cheer for Michigan's one of them. They were kind of 
the basketball school that I started talking about a little bit more last year when trying to get back into college basketball, they were successful. But then the old coach decides to punch someone in the face, and it was a rough year anyways. The record's not very good. But you get it figured out at the end of the year, the you get it figured out at the grab. right time. <laughs> the old slap grab. <laughs> the old dick twist. <laughs> twist his dick. Mm-hmm. God, that video cracks me up. But with this game, I'm actually going to take Villanova to get the W, um, mainly just because I have them moving on in my bracket all the way to the final four. But I also had Michigan losing to Tennessee, and they didn't. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how right or wrong I am. Yeah, I had Tennessee going um, pretty far as well. I had them in my final four. Trying to pull up my bracket. Um, in this one, I didn't have Michigan making it this far, but I am. I do kind of like it. I yeah. like that they're there. I, I'm going to pick Villanova to win. Uh, I still think that they're very good. I will not be surprised if Michigan wins this game. And what's crazy, I tried to say this in the opening round, uh, but a lot of people will tell me like, "Hey, stick to football. Like you're a football guy. Don't we got college basketball covered?" I tried to tell y'all this wasn't an upset. That Michigan was a good team. I do watch a little basketball. I kind of know what I'm talking about. And now they sit here, an 11 seed. They haven't been really an upset or an underdog if you just ignore that number in front of them. Like, even in the first round, they were favored to win. They were the mm-hmm. favorite. Now they're a, a five-point underdog. I think I'm going to ride with Michigan. That's not the way that my bracket looks. But I do think that Jawan Howard has these guys in a good position. I think Hunter Dickinson... Uh, he missed a lot of games during the regular season because he's injured, he was banged up. Now he's there, he's playing, he's going to be a lot to handle. I think I'm going to take Michigan to win this game. It just feels like one of those March Madness teams that is going to make a little bit of a run and will probably advance here to the Elite, the elite Eight. You know, we talk about the NFL being a copycat league. Do you think college basketball will turn in the same way where coaches will go, you know what, we're losing, having a rough year, getting headed to the tournament, there's possible we don't even make it. I want to punch another coach in the face and reset the tone for the rest of the season. I don't I might miss five games, that way. <laughs> but I mean, shit, if it gets you to the Final Four, I would. Whatever motivates your team. Maybe maybe Juwan Howard missing some games kind of got them refocused. Of like, oh, man, we better get our shit together. Like, we don't, we're down our head coach. If we're going to make any noise in the tournament, it's got to start now. I do also think that it is the return of guys like um, Hunter Dickinson just coming back and being that presence for them. Uh, after missing some games, who is it, like their point guard too, Brooks. I mean, he was good last year. Shout out to Brooks Quinn in the chat. Not I bet he guy, said no just relation. like snapped over. Like, oh, <laughs> right. oh zoned no, out for a what? second. <laughs> um, uh, he's been very good too. So they have a veteran team. I can remember a lot of these guys being last year saying like, oh, my God, yep. Hunter Dickinson's coming back. Brooks is coming back. This could be a good team. And that's why it's not a surprise to me to see an 11-seed Michigan where they are. And as a five-point underdog, obviously, like I said, I'm taking them to win outright. I'll go money line on this one. But if you if you want to give me the points, I'll take them. I, I do think Michigan wins that game. I, I think they're a good team. Now on to my team, the Duke Blue Devils. Texas Tech. That's a good game. <laughs> Duke makes me nervous, but I think I'm going to pick them to win. I I picked it in my bracket for Texas Tech to upset Duke. What? I did. I did. I, this just feels like a Coach K letdown game to me. This is a, and It's a good Duke team. They've got a lot of young stars. Uh, Boncaro, Moore Jr., Keels. I, there's a lot of star power on that Duke team. We'll see if Coach K has what it takes to get them 
over the top, though. They played well against Michigan State, but even Michigan State was close in that game. And they've just they've dropped some games. I, I watched that SEC or sorry ACC championship game against Virginia Tech when Duke got ran out of the gym. Boy, did they! I watched the North Carolina game where it was Coach K's last game in Durham, got ran out of the gym. So we'll see. I Coach K has been great. I think he's one of the he's the best basketball coach that I've ever seen. But he does lose some of these games. I would believe that if it was like three years ago. Because Coach K knows he's coming back next year to kind of possibly get redemption. He doesn't this year. This is it. Yeah. I don't think they're going to have another letdown game for the rest of the season. I would like to see it. Rest I of the season equals it. tournament. So. It just almost feels too perfect. So we'll see. I will be happy if Duke wins. But I did pick Texas Tech in my bracket. Which does kind of suck. I'm trying to figure out what are our bracket rankings actually now in the group. In our mic'd up group that we did this year, uh, and congratulations to those that joined, I am still second place. Let's flash back to, what was it, a week ago, two weeks ago. Everybody was giving me shit because I picked Iowa and they're not in it anymore. But I do still sit <laughs> in second place. However, the guy that is in first place did pick Duke to win the whole thing, and I picked Iowa to win the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. So it's not looking good for me, but I am going to talk my shit until I am bounced out. <laughs> as long as you find me in the top three, I'm still going to be running this mouth. But it does look good for Duke. I, I In my bracket, I picked Texas Tech. And again, I only do one bracket. I picked Texas Tech to win this game. I'll be rooting for Duke. Texas Tech is actually the betting favorite, too. Minus one. I think it's going to happen, and it's wow. going to be very sad. Um, R.I.P. Our friend Dead Dan. I think Duke gets. I think Duke's dead after tonight. Nah, I hope. This is where he comes back. And he's like, actually, Duke's no. Bet be with good. your brain, not your heart. I am taking Duke. I mean, I have Duke going all the way through here. I did have this matchup as well in my tournament. Texas Tech making it this far to face Duke, so I'm at least right on that aspect. But I do have Duke winning this basketball game to where my next matchup in the Elite Eight becomes Arkansas versus Duke. So. Mm-hmm. And uh, the last game, tipping off at 9 o'clock Central Time, Houston versus Arizona. I've got Arizona in this one. That was the – I picked them to be upset. This was my one seed that I thought would be upset. I thought they did a really good job against TCU. That's a good TCU team. Took it to overtime, handled their business. And I do think that sometimes when you play a close game like this, it almost rejuvenates you. Now you're ready to go. And I think that could be Arizona. And I don't think that they're going to overlook a team like Houston. I, I'm taking Arizona. I'm taking them with the points. It's only a one-and-a-half-point spread. I'll take that for Arizona. I, I like those. Yeah, and I agree that it can either rejuvenate you or it can just take all the energy out of you. And you're like, ooh, man, like now we're stressed out. We almost got beat. We got to make sure, you know, no mistakes, yada, yada, yada. We almost lost TCU. I do kind of have a feeling that this is a game Houston upsets Arizona. And I think we see two number one seeds drop. I mean, eventually somebody's got I do have Arizona winning in my bracket, but I've also reached a point where some Arizona fans are, it's like, I wouldn't mind seeing you be sad on social media again. Wow. Just attacking the Arizona. Just getting a little little cocky. Really? I start to feel that way, yeah. I don't, I don't see it, but I believe you, Michael. <laughs> I don't, sometimes our Twitters are different. 
I, I have a sneaky amount of Arizona fans. That's probably why I'm pulling for him. Yeah, this is where I, for some reason, I've gone to the dark side on this. It's like, like me and you know 49er what? fans. I have a lot of 49er fans that are followers, and I follow them. I can't stand the 49ers. Yeah, man. 49ers fans and Cleveland Browns fans on Twitter are ruthless sometimes. <laughs> Browns fans used to absolutely despise me. Well, I wonder why. Oh, I know. <laughs> Say something now. Like I'm also starting to get Coward. that way with the Jets, man. Ever since you and Matt keep pointing out, like, yeah, they want to go get everybody. They're always in on a guy, and they don't get it. I, I said tweeted it yesterday and got zero response. They're like, how are Jets fans feeling? In the heat Another of guy the moment. right through your fingers. <laughs> I tried to tell everyone yesterday, the Jets always think that they're in on someone. The Jets are just used as little pawns to – to get the numbers up, you know, to increase the the salary, the draft picks, whatever. Yeah. That's all they are. They're like, oh, hey, by the way, the Jets are involved. <laughs> yeah, okay. No one's going to the fucking Jets. When are the Jets going to realize they have to overpay for a guy? I mean, we talked about it during the show live yesterday where it was like, man, they, you know, they always get these guys, but they might be willing to overpay. When you looked at the trade that they were willing to give up, it was like two second rounders. Yeah, that, I think it was Schefter put that out, the, the, yeah. the actual offer that the Jets put out. I know yesterday, like, go back and listen to the episode. You can get it all in, like, a chronological order of how <laughs> things were going down. Yesterday at this time, it sounded like the Jets were going to offer pick 10 overall. Yeah. And, I mean, even like at the start of it, scrolling through Twitter yesterday, a lot of people thought, oh, my God, the Chiefs are going to pick number four and pick number ten. And I it was like, oh, they might get four, number ten. And then um, it gets revealed yesterday they weren't even offering pick number ten. They were offering two second-round picks, which is why I think ultimately one of the reasons why Tyreek Hill goes to the Dolphins, which – Go is he from Miami? Is he from Florida? I saw somebody say that. I know that Drew Rosenhaus is his agent. He is a big Miami guy. Tyreek Hill went to Oklahoma State. Yeah. I thought he was like from Georgia or something. Because he even said yesterday, he's like, I'm glad to be back home or something. Or I'm he was born home. in Pearson, Georgia. He went to Oklahoma State. He went to Garden City Community College, too. Um I didn't know that. Oklahoma State got kicked out of Oklahoma State, went mm-hmm. to West Alabama. Yeah, I don't know. He went to college. He went to high school in Georgia. Yeah, so that's what I thought. So maybe he's just an adopted Miami guy. Of like, hey, actually, I really like it here. Like maybe he has a house there now. Yeah. Well, now sense. I don't have two houses. I have one house and make thirty million dollars a year, more than Derek Carr. I make more money than Derek Carr, a starting, a starting quarterback in the NFL, for a team that's probably going to be pretty good this next year. That is insane to think about. Yeah, I thought Derek Carr was like at 35. I'm pretty sure he's at 25, unless he got an extension that I completely missed. If he's making 25, that's absolutely Dude, I'll tell you what. If TV, yeah. if TVs are starting to listen, there's an office chair commercial on the TV. I've been talking about office <laughs> chairs. That's the only freaking sponsorships I have on my phone right now when I scroll social media, and now I'm seeing them on TV. Well, why don't you shut the hell up because I'm not the one that needs one. Uh, Derek Carr, <laughs> five years, $125 million. Uh, quick math, how much is that? You say five years, 125? Mm-hmm. 25 million a year. There you go. Good job, big country. A plus for you. Uh, yeah, you're right. He's making 25. He's, he is underpaid. Yeah. Raiders fans, <laughs> you need to be happy with that. <laughs> now you have him and Devontae Adams. Now you can probably get him on like a hometown discount. Devontae's making more than the quarterback. Yeah. 
You can't have that. Like, you literally can't. <laughs> That's going to be like the new rookie contract. It's like, actually, our, our quarterback's not making as much as our receiver. <laughs> we, can, we can get by with this. We'll see what happens. Um, I also know what's going to happen is our fans, our listeners should visit Roper Kia. Go check them out. Look at their inventory on the line. If they don't have what you're looking for, they will help you find it. Um, I would think even you know our out-of-state guys. Oh, man, absolutely. You get a good. You're going to get a better deal here. The housing rates aren't as expensive, so the I'll vehicles are cheaper. I'll drive it to you. You know that's a little secret. If you want to get a new car, you go look in a cheaper market. Because oh, like yeah. the the property tax is lower, so they don't charge as much. I know sometimes I'll get bored and I'll look for vans on the line. And, uh, and we, I want people to make sure when you, when you say vans, he's not meaning a minivan. This dude's oh, talking no, a about cool one. a full on. They're Man. called conversion vans. Conversion vans. I want one. Yeah. I have a neighbor that has one. And now I have to look at that every day. We'll call that motivation. <laughs> right? Yeah. One of these days. <laughs> I tell my daughters all the time, I'll be like, don't be surprised. One day I just roll up and pick you up from school. And I got a big ass van. <laughs> like, absolutely not. It's like my oldest daughter even said, my mom told me not to get in vans with strange men, so I wouldn't get in. I'm like, you bet your ass you would. You stand right there while me and Maddie go joyride in our cool van. She's probably about it. Uh, the worst part days. is, though, is like, I know you're going to have like little design curtains in the back windows or something. Oh, yeah. The little shagging wagon. <laughs> uh, don't you got to drive home after the bar? I just climb in and go to bed. Exactly. That is like one of my big plans. Like I'll just park it and sleep in the back, which I have a truck now. I could pull that off if I wanted to, but it's a lot cooler in the van. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, check out Roper Kia. Like I said, if they don't have what you're looking for. They will help you find it, even if it is a conversion van. I'll guarantee it. They'll help you find it. Mention us here at Mike Up. They'll give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Yep, and while you're on the line, make sure to, to pop on over to Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week. And the best part about the site is when you go to check out, you don't have to worry about any hidden fees. It's awesome. Great. You love to see it. You love to hear it. And you love to experience it when you go to purchase something. Also, it's not a matter of if. It doesn't matter when danger could arise. Make sure you put yourself in a position to protect you and your family. And you can do that with Gunspot.com. Or if you have a mole problem. Yeah. We actually had, uh, I think Sean had sent over some rodent advice on how to get rid of moles. The guy had right. put protein in his yard and then lit a match and it entirely blew up his yard. What and if then I Sean just... goes, I'm going to do this to my garden because this is going to be really easy to help restart it. And I was like, all right, dude, when you die, I have... I know why. Like, I can tell people he tried this video. You know, sometimes <laughs> farmers will just be like, hey, it's time to burn off the field. Maybe that's me and Sean are onto something here. I'll just blow up my entire front yard and start over from scratch. Uh, Give me a reason to put some new grass seed down. I dare you. I dare you to let me restart my lawn. Have that thing looking so green. I might just I'm surprised it. you haven't. Fuck around and find out. I might just blow up my whole yard on purpose. The landlord comes by like, what the fuck is going on? See, the thing about the yard is there was a, a mole. <laughs> a mole? Probably could have been a whole herd of them. I don't know what they travel in. Packs. Do moles attract other moles, or do moles like are they like a territory rodent? Or like this is my yard, you can f off at the moles. Or is it like yo moles? We start a community. I don't know. I don't know. 
I feel like that's actually a joking question that has now turned into a genuine question because I am interested. Right. Uh, let's get to some of these basketball <laughs> topics in the NBA. Uh, absolute wild night last night for the Miami Heat. You're, are you still a Miami Heat fan? I am a Miami Heat fan, and <laughs> they've been doing very well this year. Yeah. And then you sent me that video, and I was like, what the fuck's going on? Right. And hey then guys. I saw like a, a fan video, too, from when oh. they're sitting in the stands, and it starts like a casual timeout, and then – Eric Spolster starts going back and forth with Jimmy Butler, and then Udonis Haslam starts getting in the middle of it. With I still don't understand how he can be an active player in the NBA. The dude is old as dirt itself, probably. And it's just all of a sudden there's this big altercation between the Miami Heat team of Jimmy Butler, Eric Spolstra, and Haslam. And Haslam straight up like saying, I'm going to kick your ass. Like I will yeah. kick your fucking ass right I, now. I watched this video no less than 20 times from different angles. As well. I was into it last night. And at one point, you're right, they're in the huddle in a timeout. And Eric Spolstra even says, like, thank God for the lip readers that are out there, says to Jimmy Butler, You think I'm going to fucking fight you? Like, Jimmy Butler's like six foot seven, 220 pounds. <laughs> Eric Spolstra, obviously much smaller, older, six, one, and one head coach. <laughs> But just has that look on his face of, like, You think I'm going to fucking fight you? And that's what he says. You can go back and look at the video. And then uh, Udonis Haslam, who is like a player coach there, gets involved a little bit. Uh, and I think that he's trying to say, like, hey, we're not the enemy. The enemy's over there, the other team. Like, we're, we're not the enemy. Stop trying to, like, fight us. And then apparently Jimmy Butler said something to Udonis Haslam. And then Udonis Haslam is just, like, straight up, I'll beat your fucking ass. And just is big finger points right at him. Jimmy Butler wanted no part. Udonis Haslam's that old head that you don't mess with. Absolutely like, not. I know like, you've been through some shit. He you actually mean? fights people. He's not just like <laughs> one of those guys who says, I'm going to beat your ass. Uh, he will do it. He, he went through the up and downs of the Miami Heat franchise. I probably sent the freaking started, to be honest with you, when they were bad. Boom, we're good. Here's LeBron. We're still going to be good. We're bad again. Now we're back up in the East. It, like Udonis Haslam's seen it all through Miami. And now it's like Jimmy Butler. You're sitting here at 47 to 26. You dropped the last two games. Yeah, sure. I'm, tensions are probably high the last couple of days. Just calm down, my guy. You're fine. You're about to go play the Knicks tonight. You're probably going to drop 40, and everyone's going to be like, oh, we love each other again. And I know even Eric Spolstra, I think he did a good job of kind of deflating the situation, of just saying in the post game presser, like, yeah, we're a competitive team. Things get fiery. Like, it's not a big deal. I think he even made a joke about. Uh, they were arguing over what the post-game meal was going to be and things like that. I, I gained a Wait, lot of respect for say? Eric Spolstra. Say what? What were they arguing over? He said he was joking. He said they were arguing oh. about what the post-game meal was going to be. I, I missed the, okay. Yeah. I was like, are he you jokingly joking? said You are losing to the Warriors <laughs> without the big three playing. Yeah. <laughs> I stood. I didn't want salmon. Uh, but I, I did. I liked the way that he handled it. And he also he didn't back down either. He he also had to be separated from Jimmy Butler last night, yeah. which I do think is funny. Because at first he was like, "Do you think I'm going to fucking fight you?" To like, you know what? I might. I'm going to throw a clipboard <laughs> at you. Let's, you fuck around and find out, Jimmy Butler. And it immediately made me think of the old Jimmy Butler clip where he's playing with the Bulls and he gets straight up clotheslined by Paul Pierce. 
And he gets up and he kind of runs like he's going to do something. And then he completely ignores Paul Pierce. I tweeted it out last night. Paul Pierce, who I don't like, is just standing there like, is you going to say something? Say something to me. I'm Paul Pierce. Say something. Jimmy Butler wanted no part of that. If you can't handle Paul Pierce, you shouldn't even be in the realm of Udonis Haslam. You will get so I, murdered. I never viewed that video in that way until I saw you tweet it. I always viewed it as Jimmy Butler being like, man, I'm not about to waste my time with this freaking scrub. No, he's, this dude is playing for the Washington Wizards at the end of it. Exactly. I'm not about to get fined. He's like 38 years old, yeah. Paul Pierce, who is soft anyway, Mr. I shit my pants on the court. And Jimmy <laughs> Butler is like, no, nah, I'm good, actually. <laughs> I'm going to hold back. Yeah, I definitely never viewed the video that way. That's hilarious, though. Because once you tweet, I was like, oh, my God, the people have been viewing this this entire way. And I'm over here viewing it like Jimmy Butler's so pissed. He doesn't even say anything. He just looks away like, I'm not about to beat this old man's ass. And this is not how I'm going to let him end his career. Yeah, uh, but I, I did. I tweeted it out last night. Uh, if you guys go follow me on Twitter, which you probably already are. Um, other news that happened last night, uh, the Grizzlies beat the Nets. Not a big surprise because the Grizzlies are good this year. However, they didn't have John Morant. Yeah. And the Nets had Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Uh, it, it's weird what's going on there with that whole dynamic. And it looks like Kyrie Irving's going to get to start playing home games. I don't know what the holdup has been this whole time. And that's also good news for the Mets and the Yankees as well. It looks like they are going to be able to play home games. I still wonder what is going to happen with Toronto, like for the Yankees traveling to Toronto. Uh, yeah. I will say absolutely stupid that they can't play baseball because of vaccine rules. Kyrie can buy a ticket to the game. Sit courtside, interact with the players all he wants. Or, you know, Spike Lee, if he's not vaccinated, can go to the games, sit courtside, dap up guys like Kevin Durant or whoever's playing. I think but they actually Kyrie have can't to, play. It's so I think dumb. You, sorry to interrupt you. I think you do have to actually have your vaccine card to go to those games. I don't think you do. I feel like New York made that a rule. Like, you have to have your vaccine card to get into stuff. I think it's Kyrie's not vaccinated, though. He went to he the game. He got fined a shit ton, though. For going into the locker room, not for going to the game. Really? That's why it's stupid. Like, if you're going to make a rule, I can get on board with the rules. If you want to say everybody in the arena has to be vaccinated, that's the rule. Fine. Yeah. But that's not the rule. It's the fact that he's a worker in New York that he can't do it. Or the Yankees, that they wouldn't be able to play because they're not vaccinated. Even though guys like Aaron Judge are a good 50 feet away from their next guy <laughs> yeah. in the outfield. I don't know. It doesn't make so sense. Now that, I mean, now that you've made it clear that way, I'm full on board. It's just like, just let these guys play. Yep. I, I, I mean, want to see it's it. Just, it's gone on way too long. I don't, I don't know what to believe anymore. I don't know what's true. We're playing sports. Everyone seems to be fine. Let's just go and play. And with the Nets, it's going to be interesting when Kyrie comes back. Because I think we all assume, like I did this morning, that the Nets are just better when Kyrie's on the floor. Mm-hmm. I went and looked up their record when Kyrie does play. They're 4-10 and 10 this season. Is, that always blows my mind, where teams are better, like have a better win-loss record when the player is not on the team. Like with John Morant not it's, playing for the Grizzlies, I think they're like 14 and something. Or like they had no, they have a, 15 they have a, and 2. I, I heard him oh, talking about yeah. this morning. Uh, it was on the Dan Patrick show when I was driving in. They're like, do you know what the record is for the Grizzlies when John Morant doesn't play? And they threw out some guesses. Their record is 15 and 2 without John Morant. 
And who was – what's his name? Bill Simmons had the idea. I think it was him. Uh, the Patrick Ewing theory. That the Knicks were always better without Patrick Ewing. And I think it's because guys know they have to step up. Like even when Jawan Howard went out um, for Michigan, lose your head coach, everybody knows. like, oh, shit, we got to step up. We got we to gotta bring our A game today. And I think that's what happens with teams like the Grizzlies, where you know John Morant's not playing, you know it's a big game. So you immediately, everybody else from um, Jackson to Bain, everybody knows, oh, now I got to be the dude. Yeah, It's probably not going to work for you in the long run. You want John Morant there. But I do think there are those moments where everybody realizes we got to get our shit together. This is our yeah. time to pick up the team and carry them. The one to two game stretch, you can handle it. When it turns into about seven or eight, that's when we start to get a little worried. Did you see the, uh, the post-game celebration that they had? I believe it was with Desmond Bain because he had 23 points, and they get the win. But pretty much he's trying to do a post-game interview, and like John Morant comes up and is celebrating with him, and then everyone else starts coming in celebrating. And then his teammates just start slapping the shit out of the top of his head. And he like turns around, and he, like, I would be pissed too. But I mean, he responds, and he like, puts his hands up like he's getting ready to swing, and everyone's like, whoa, like, easy, dude, like whatever. And they kind of laugh, and he goes back into the interview. But like, man, that would be brutal. You're sitting there trying to get on TV, trying to do a post-game interview on TV, clearly with ESPN, and it's like, boom, you're just getting the shit slapped out of you, like all over your back, your head, celebrating to boom, then it gets super aggressive. Yeah, I, I am actually one of those guys, I don't like my head being touched. I don't like getting slapped, I can tell you that. I hate getting slapped in the head. For me, it's as simple as don't touch my head. I don't like it. Or if I'm wearing a hat and somebody takes my hat off of me, Try being a bald guy, brother. I didn't realize that I was weird about my head being touched until I was like 26, though. I just, it always bothered me. Or if I had a helmet on, uh, baseball or football, and somebody like pat me on the helmet, drives me absolutely insane. It's so loud. There are not many things that upset me. So I know that like we have a lot of our friends that listen to this. You listen to it, so you might think like, oh, like I'm going to do it. It angers me. It actually makes me like I will see red. If you touch, if you grab my head, don't do it to me. It's one of the only things I'd rather you do talk it like shit a kid, where I'm trying to like guide you through a bar or yep, something. I would, I would lose my shit. I honestly would. I would probably. <laughs> I'm grab not a going hand. to find out. Yeah. I'm not going to fuck around and find out. I'll tell you that. Uh-huh. I just, it's one of those things that I don't even know why, or I don't even know if I was always like that, but something just flipped in me as an adult male, where I'm like, do not touch my head anymore. Do you know those videos that have gone viral on TikTok? It's like, I like your cut, G, and they slap yeah. the back of your head. Uh-huh. Yeah, people started doing that to me when I was a ball. And I was like, okay, ha. Just assholes, pisses man. Pisses me off. And now it's like you're, you're sitting at a bar, you know, you're out and about, and people have been drinking. Like, well, there's that liquid courage where, like, ooh, bald guy, rub his head for good luck. Do not come up behind <laughs> yeah. me and start rubbing my head. Because uh-huh. one, I don't know who you are, and two, I've kind of started to turn in the same way where it's just immediate anger. Where it's like, if, if I know who it is, it's like, ah, ha, ha, whatever, funny. Or if I'm the one that guides it, and it's like, okay, cool, conversation. Or if someone asks, like, hey, bald guy, can I rub your head? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I don't care. It's like uh, pregnant women. Uh, one of our friends is pregnant and was out with her a couple weeks ago. And somebody just walked up to her, saw her belly, and reached for it. And I gave the lady a look like, you're not supposed to do that. Don't do that. And then, but then she pulled her hand back. It's like, can I touch your belly? And our friend did say, yes, it's fine. 
but it was a yes, it's fine, but I really don't want a fucking stranger to touch me. Because why, why would you? Why do we have that fascination with bald heads and pregnant bellies? I didn't know that with the pregnant bellies. I've never seen that before in my life. Wait till you impregnate someone. They just want to come up and touch the baby? All the time. Mm-mm. All nope. the time. Area 51 protection for me. And it's, it is. Gun it's spot, such a weird thing. strapped on every hip, That's rib what you cage. think, but you're too nice because it's usually older people. It's usually older ladies wow. that come up, like the grandma style of like, I want to touch your belly. Not even like, is the baby kicking? I want to feel that. That's cool. I get it. But it's just there's some weird fascination with rubbing a pregnant belly. Just want to connect from with women youth. that are sixty-five and older. That's actually I don't know. That it's weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait till you get to see it happen in real life, because then you're like, for me, I was married at the time. People would come up and be like, "Oh, can I rub your belly?" Yes, and then that just awkwardness, and now you know that the rest of your day is ruined. It's like, whoa, she's wait, pissed off. <laughs> she's pregnant. I'm not. Fuck off. Yeah, rub my belly. You can rub this belly. This is the belly you touch. Not my wife's. But it is definitely a thing. And it's super weird. Um, one thing that is not super weird is this. Well, it is weird. This Zion thing. Let's talk about this first. The Zion Williamson thing came out this week that he was most likely not going to return this season. That he wasn't going to play any games. Which is weird because the Pelicans are in the playoff hunt. They are right now a play-in team. They're the 10 seed. They're a playing team. It looks like they're going to make the playoffs. And we're still sitting Zion for the rest of the year. You've even made trades to get guys like C.J. McCollum, but Zion's still not playing. And then he has this like viral dunk video to where he's working out. He goes between the legs off the backboard for a dunk when the day before the team said, no, actually, he probably won't play the rest of the season. Tell me, homie can do that and he can't play? <laughs> I don't get it. I know that like the NBA, the doctors are better, the staffs are better. You don't want to risk losing a guy for a long period of time like this. I can't like for me. It's just so hard to fathom because yeah. I've had some injuries before where the coach was like, "No, you're not missing a rep at practice. Get back out there." And I'm like, "I for think your I'm, ACL? I, I'm you're actively fine. bleeding." But, yeah, you're right, Coach. Rub some dirt on it, and I'm fine. Zion is out there doing between-the-leg-off-the-backboard dunks, and the organization's like, nah, probably not going to play him the rest of the year. It's just so weird to me. Have you heard the Will Compton story? So apparently he's on the so. field, and uh, he gets injured. Yes, yes. And they move on, and Vrabel's like, all right, can we get someone out here that's not a pussy? We can keep this drill going. And then it's like, I broke my leg. I broke my leg in practice. I got mm-hmm. called a pussy for laying on the field. Yeah. Like, oh, tough guys. That's, the thing with Zion, part though. Of that football mentality, too. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Move, like, the just drill. move the drill up. <laughs> yeah. we don't get care. out of their way. Um, I do get it, though, in that sense. But with Zion in that video, did you notice, like, the floor, how bouncy it was? No. Like, in giving? Like, the floor, like, legitimately indent when he goes to jump and he lands. Yeah. And it's a... Six foot six, 300 pounds. That's the design of the floor. It's supposed to do that. They have, like, some type of padding underneath it. They're on their practice courts. So it helps limit injuries for the players. That's so it's weird. not as hard of a surface. And it was like, why don't we have that all the time? Why is this just for practice? Make that the ultimate playing surface. I don't care if there's a little bouncer given to it. These guys are already crazy. 
<laughs> I was going to try to look up the video. I didn't. Yeah. It, once you really look at it and go through the comments, it's some type of a special floor design. I hope it's the truth and it's not something I just got sucked <laughs> I into. I hope it's a lie. But it's like <laughs> it's the same thing in the NFL, though, because they haven't practiced on softer surfaces. Yeah, makes yeah. sense. I don't know if it's true because it is just on Twitter. Um, they There are a lot of people that say it's a padded floor for rehab. Yeah. I've played on some hard-ass rubber floors. Someone told me we were playing on a rubber floor when I was a kid. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. I fell, and that was the worst floor burn I had in my life. Yeah, we're trying to dribble. Like the first couple times you play mm-hmm. on a rubber floor, that ball just goes skyrocketing. Yeah. What, what the hell is happening here? <laughs> Where is the ball? We don't know. What we do know is you should be at Club 609, a great spot uh, for games tonight. For our Joplin area listeners, uh, you can check out that happy hour. Two-for-one drink specials. $2 draft pours, one hell of a staff in there all the time. I had the chat nachos the other day. We talked about that. Uh, I feel like I'm still paying for it. That was a me thing. Trying to eat an entire plate of chat nachos by myself. I should have known better, <laughs> but I didn't. So you should check them out. Like I said, happy hour from 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock. Two for one drink specials, $2 draft pours at Club 609. Absolutely, and you talk about a fantastic staff. That's exactly what Downtown Loop has as well. Make sure to visit them right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri, off first in Maine. Like I said, right here in Joplin. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So be sure to visit their website at downtownloop.com for their full list of services. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. You're going to need your oil changed, your tire serviced, anything. If and or butts about it, get it taken care of right here in Joplin at Downtown Loop. All right, and we are still doing our sports movie bracket. Um, I put out the tweet. I'm not real happy with some of the movies that have advanced, but that's why we vote on these things. Uh, we have a democracy here at Mike Top. It's not just what I want to do. It's not just what Big Country wants to do. We let the fans chime in as well, and sometimes they shit the bed. <laughs> and uh, that is uh, a fine example we've seen of that. <laughs> Is the fact that in the bracket for the other movies, it's oh. Happy Gilmore versus Dodgeball. Um, I'm a fan of both of those movies. I didn't expect them to be here in our Elite Eight. Uh, but right now, looking at the voting in the other bracket, it is Happy Gilmore versus Dodgeball. Mm-hmm. We started this side of the bracket with movies like Rocky, Caddyshack, I, Tanya. Like There's some good ones. In there, not that either one of those are not, um, but I, I did leave this one up to the fans. We advanced Happy Gilmore, we advanced Dodgeball. Right now, Happy Gilmore is the leader in the clubhouse, sixty-seven percent. You can vote on those on our Twitter page at Mike Up. Uh, there's a, a couple polls up there for you for today. But right now, Happy Gilmore versus Dodgeball. I know you're a big Dodgeball guy. I am, and I, that's actually the movie that I voted for was Dodgeball. You voted for Dodgeball? I did. I voted for Happy Gilmore. Well, it looks like you're going to win it, too. I, I don't know. I just I like Dodgeball. I didn't think it was that great of a movie. Now, again, let's flash back. I was broken up with during <laughs> the movie Dodgeball, but I recovered it, so I don't have like anything against Dodgeball. I love Vince Vaughn. I didn't think it was that funny of a movie. I don't know if it was top five Vince Vaughn movies. What would you say are his top five? Wedding Crashers, for sure. 
Okay. Um, the Breakup. Yep. Was really good. What other movies did he play in? Dodgeball. Dodgeball. Um, <laughs> the, I don't know. I'm just, I didn't prepare to talk about Vince Vaughn movies. And um, <laughs> no offense, you're not a lot of help when it comes to the old movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a bad time to not know movies. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, uh, but the, I don't know. I, I like Vince Vaughn, True Detective. He was in that. In what movie? Not even, not even gonna go there today. Not today, Satan. Um, <laughs> I'm literally <laughs> True Detective. It's a series. The internship, Four Christmases, Old School. Yep. So that's why like, Christmases wasn't. That was kind of a. Mm-hmm. Movie. It, it's probably a top five, but it's not like, it's not one. It's not his best movie. It's not his best role, for sure, because that belongs to the movie. Um, I think Wedding Crashers was his best role, which was kind of like the same character as Old School. Have you seen both of those movies? Say it again. Old School and what was the other one? Wedding Crashers. I've seen what Wedding Crashers might be one of my favorite like comedic movies. Sometimes you make me nervous. I've watched for the first time on a movie the Joplin though. Didn't realize how many quotes I've been uh, taking from that movie. Yeah. Yeah, but today we're going to see. It looks like um, Happy Gilmore. Advance. That's a very quotable movie too. I think that got people kind of interested in golf. It was kind of around the Tiger Woods time. As well, where um, people in my age demographic, definitely, it was Happy Gilmore, it was Tiger Woods, that are probably responsible for me being interested in golf. So that one's going to advance, probably. Uh, The football region has been an exciting one to watch this entire time. Obviously, for me, I love the movie The Program, and it has made a run. Now it is up against the number one seed, Remember the Titans. One verse 15, and I, I didn't rank these teams. It's an independent ranker. I'm going to have to go with Remember the Titans on this one. I love the program, but I know it is like specific to a, a niche crowd. Like there are not as many people interested. I mean, Remember the Titans. Even my daughters love Remember the Titans. They're not like fo- they don't like football, but they love that movie. So that's where I'm going. Remember the Titans. I mean, I'm right there with you. Sorry, my phone just like reloaded the group chat, and I didn't know that there's been like 60 some messages sent throughout the day. So, like, what's up, boys? But between these movies, absolutely remember the Titans in the program. I am sorry that we have to move on from the program and go with Remember the Titans, mm-hmm. but I appreciate the fact that you're at least understanding of it. It was time. It was time. Even the vote, it's like 90 to 10 percentage wise. So I, I do. I get it. Remember the Titans, such a good movie. And then to keep it rolling, uh, one thing that I've really learned through this process is just the continued growth that I try to do. Basketball movies suck. And there are only like four good ones, tops. After that, you get into, eh, it was okay. And I think we can prove it right here with our Elite Eight matchup out of the basketball region. Number four, Space Jam. Good movie. Number two, White Men Can't Jump. I'm sorry, Wesley Snipes. That movie does not belong in the Elite Eight of sports movies. It is it is good at best. That's it. It, it is losing to Space Jam, and it should be a much wider gap 
60 to 40% right now, Space Jam winning. Space Jam has to advance. I think Space Jam might make it all the way into the championship game, to be honest with you. We'll see. They'll make it to uh, the Final Four, it looks like. Uh, Space Jam, <laughs> just too good. It, I mean, it is. Like we talked about last time we were discussing this. Space Jam just throws me back to my childhood. Yeah, it's, just it's another one of those reasons uh, that proves Michael Jordan is better than LeBron James. That's what makes you happy and helps you sleep at night. There you go. I'm uh, not going to take away that from you. You're not even going to bite on it. I'm even going to. I just said that wrong. I'm not going to take that away from you. I right. put the bait out there, and you're not even going to say anything. Uh, that's a strong disagreement. Between, I'm just not dealing with stupid today. <laughs> between the two of us, uh, MJ's better all the way, though. Okay. I mean, we're about to just <laughs> see, you know, all time <laughs> point score. First player to have 10,000 was assist, mm-hmm. rebounds. I mean, it's just insane the numbers that he's put up. I don't think it's 10,000 assists, but. No, it is. It is? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I think he's does the Michael first Jordan have that, or does he LeBron not to, to have 10,000, 10,000, 10,000 rebounds and assists? No, because Michael Jordan decided to get suspended and then retire early. Yeah, I said it. He got suspended yeah. and then retired early hey. <laughs> and then came back. That is one of the things that's like tough about that argument because people like you will mention, oh, LeBron's the number one all-time scorer. He did it in more seasons, which also is an argument to LeBron. He's played more seasons. So that's just one of those things. You're not going to change people's minds. No, and then you're going to have people that come with that. It's like, well, the longevity of his career, you have to be able to appreciate and respect that. Well, mm-hmm. it took him, you know, a little bit. It took him more games to get here. And Freaking even cares, it's it. so hard to argue. I hate era versus era arguing. It, it's just so tough that you almost have to name a greatest of all time of that era. Because even when Michael Jordan, he was one of the first guys in the NBA to mm-hmm. start taking care of his body. Before Michael Jordan, people weren't working out in the off seasons. They weren't lifting weights or doing like caring about their diets or even like. Good luck finding a picture of Michael Jordan golfing without a cigar in his mouth. Yeah. Like, him taking care of his body was still, like, to today's standards, rough. <laughs> like, if he were in today's NBA taking care of his body the way that he was, we would probably call him lazy and be like, why isn't he doing a better job of this? Why doesn't he have a TB12 method? You know, it's really, been... he was the first one to do it. It has been a minute since I've seen a picture of Michael Jordan at an event somewhere where he still doesn't have a cigar or like a glass of whiskey in front of him. Yeah, the number of cigars that man has smoked in his life is ridiculously high. And my my oldest daughter is a big Michael Jordan fan, but even like sometimes she'll look up pictures of him and he's smoking and she's like, wait, Michael Jordan smokes? I'm like, that was a different time period. (laughs) You cannot be an athlete and smoke like it's terrible (laughs) for you. You should never do that. Um but moving on to our baseball bracket, Major League, number four Major League versus number three, The Sandlot. I'm very biased on this one. I think The Sandlot is one of the greatest movies ever made. It's going to get my vote. Uh, I think that all ages can enjoy it. Um, for most people, like even, how old are you before you can even watch Major League? Nine, ten years old, and I think that's... About middle school, yeah. Right. You about that sixth, seventh grade mark. You're over at a friend's house. Like, yo, let's watch this baseball movie. Yeah, like you probably sneak it and you're like, hey, this baseball movie says cuss words in it. And yeah. Yeah. 
But with the Sandlot, I don't know. I really, I do. I just love it. It is a very good movie. I mean, that's another one, like I said, with Space Jam. It just throws you back to your childhood. What did I say? I watch it like 20 times a year, The Sandlot? Uh, you said at least 10. Yeah. You said, like, no joke, legitimately, I watch the movie 10 times a year and my daughter, with my daughter sometimes. Yep, just because it is that good of a movie. Right now, the vote is 63% to 37%, but I think The Sandlot is going to move on. I... I think we had like a clean agreement on all the games st- or all the yeah movies today on the thing. yeah and went with the with the poll, so you don't yes. have people upset of hey why this movie advance? Here's why the movie advanced because I don't fucking remember what happened a couple of days ago. <laughs> I'm not Sean McVay. I don't have a photographic memory to where I can be like, hey, what did Big Country vote when we did that? And I'm not the guy that is gonna like send you a text and be like, hey, do you remember three days ago? What did you say? I won't. It's just not that big of a deal to be. I mean, I do remember. (laughs) (laughs) We'll move on. (laughs) We'll do the best that we can survive on this podcast. Um, That's it for us today, though. Uh, We have the movies that are advancing. Space Jam, Remember the Titans, Happy Gilmore, and Sandlot. I had to look it up. I forgot one. Uh, Four pretty good movies. I'm happy with the final four that we have there. You can continue to vote on those. Maybe sway a vote, I don't know, um, on the Twitter machine. But that's it for us today. Big Country and I are going to be back uh, tomorrow. We'll be breaking down these college basketball games that are going on. We'll be previewing the games that are going to happen tomorrow night even. But we thank you guys for joining us today right here in the call-in app. Um, And we really appreciate it when you guys get involved with the chat. It's a lot of fun. I know we can't get in there all the time. We're trying to talk. uh, But we do appreciate it. We uh, appreciate the back and forth. Chat with each other. Ask each other questions. Ask us questions. It's a great asset in the app that you can't get on Apple Podcasts. You can't get it on Spotify. So, But you can get it right here in the call app. And we will be back, like I said, tomorrow right here at 10 a.m. Central Time. We thank you guys for joining us today. Talk to you tomorrow.